tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to another episode of Tim Foil Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I am here to rock. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. A lot of you guys are uh, sending me through social media, how Spotify is telling you that, you know, Tim Fall Hat's your number one or in your top five of the podcast you listen to. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for all the support over this year. You know, we've had a really crazy year and, you know, was watching all the you know television sports ESPN or radio everything was BLM COVID uh you know uh Antifa and it was just boom 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 all the time so I realized I was getting tired of it so I decided if I'm getting tired of it you must the listeners the viewers must be getting tired of it too so I decided to start cranking out episodes and uh here we are almost at the end of the year a lot of you guys can't wait till 2021 20, comes. I think it's going to be even crazier, but who knows? But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Even while the tech lords are trying to silence us, uh, you guys stay very, very loyal. You truly are swarm troopers. I love you guys very much. So uh, if you want to see me live, I'm going to be in um, St. Louis all this weekend. I think this comes out uh, on the third, so I'll be I'll be December third. I'll be in St. Louis at Helium's. Uh, go Google it, find it, and uh, come out and rock, man! I got some shirts. I'm bringing it. I'm excited. I got some great people. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson from the Conspiracy Farm will be doing guest spots Friday and Saturday night late show. So come hang out and get to know Jeff and say hello and take a couple pictures with him. Uh, again. If you want to support the show, a great way to support the show is uh, uh, is to check out my Patreon. I'm about 400 people away from my goal of 2,000 uh, subscribers. If you go to patreon.com slash tinfoilhat, you get your daily doses and you get all as much content as you possibly can. I get all your favorite uh, conspiracy theorists on there, and uh, it's a wonderful time. If you want to watch me slay lizards, I'm also doing a Patreon with Mr. Brian Callen, who I love with all my heart. He's taking major L's. And if you want to watch a lizard take some L's, just go to patreon.com slash Brian Callen. He's also got a wonderful uh, book club that he's doing where he reads a book for you and tells you everything. And then we're going to start doing uh, two shows a week. Probably have a one that's really just fun and just crazy stories. So check that out. Uh, I also have a spiritual podcast that I do. It's called uh, Zero with Sam Triple. It's available on Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash zero. Check it out. Now, if you're into the spiritual realm, I'm always looking for guests. If you got a book you're writing or you're a yoga instructor or anything like that, you're into a certain type of religion or philosophy that you think will help people deal with these crazy times, hit me up. 
hit me up. My booker, Mark, would love to uh, book you. I'd love to have you on Zero. It's open to anybody who thinks they got something important to say. So hit me up, okay? What else we got? Oh, a lot of you guys are wondering where you could watch Tinfoil Hat videos. Well, I've decided to take a little break from YouTube because they're just giving me strikes left and right. So I decided that I'm just going to put them on uh, Broken Simulation for right now. I might be putting them on Rockfin and uh, Library and Odyssey. I'm going to be putting them on all the alternative uh, medium, uh, alternative platforms that you – I'm just going to take a break from YouTube because they're just dinging me, and I don't want to lose my channel, so we'll see what happens. So uh, if you want to watch Tinfoil Hat episodes, please go to brokensimulation.com. Okay, brokensimulation.com. Also, uh, if you want to support the show, great t-shirts are going up. Now, if you're a Patreon subscriber and you know about local celebrities, that t-shirt is up right now. You can check that out. But go to tinfoilhattshirts.com and uh, grab a t-shirt. We got 30 of them. All your favorite favorite shirts are all available. Check them out, please. And if you want a cup, a hat, whatever, go to tinfoilhatswag.com. Now, some of you guys are going, can you get it in one place? Well, samtriplee.com is about to start really rocking and rolling. So just hold on. That should be done within like a couple weeks. I'm super excited about it. A one-stop shop. So that's it. Uh, I, I know I said it last time, but I'm very excited to announce it again. The Union of the Unwanted is now going to be its own podcast. And man, the last episode we did was spectacular, if not historic. So please check it out. Is the Union of the Unwanted is available on all platforms, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, it will soon have its own website. So support it. It is the meeting of the minds. It truly is the union of the unwanted. And I think people are going to ex- are really going to enjoy watching it grow. So, guys, I really appreciate that. I know Xavier and Johnny, uh, I was having internet issues yet again at my studio. So they're not here. But Johnny, I want you guys to know about Broken Simulation. We drop that every week. It's just, it's a sports center for the apocalypse. So I think you'll love it. And then my man, Xavier Guerrero, has a new podcast called We Don't Smoke the Same. Check it out. And uh, We Don't Smoke the Same. Bang, bang, singing. We don't smoke the same. Bang, bang. So check it out. Support everybody on the show. By supporting us, you make it easier for us to keep cranking out the content. We love you very much. Oh, my cameo's on fire, too. I'm doing those all the time. Just check me on Cameo as well. So that's it. Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, episode. We have uh, one of my favorite people literally on the planet, Charlie Robinson, on talking about his new book, which is The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. So enjoy the show. It is true fire. I love you all. Enjoy, Swarm. Bye. Okay, so let's get into it. He is one of the founding fathers of the hit new podcast, The Union of the Unwanted, and he has a wonderful book coming out. He came and uh, uh, told us about his last book, which was a huge success. He's got a new book that's coming out, and it's called The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. Please welcome literally one of my favorite people on the planet to talk to. He's nothing but pure class and a wonderful, uh, just a wonderful person, my good friend, Charlie Robinson. How are you, Charlie? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, one correction. The book came out already. <laughs> I thought it came. Okay, my I, I didn't. Do you want me to start it again, dude? We'll, we'll no. say it the right way, dude. No. no His no, book no. is out, and not only is it out, it is one of the top sellers on the New York Times. It, it, we released it the Friday before the election, 
And the irony of all ironies, on election day, it became a number one bestseller. Love it. Wow. Love the timing. That, but that's go. Berwick. That's, that's Jeff Berwick more so than me because he's got this, he's got this massive following, you know, with um, Dollar Vigilante and um, Crypto Vigilante and uh, Anarchapulco and all that stuff. So, so everybody knows Jeff and nobody, ever, you know, they bought the book because of Jeff, not so much because of me. But, Stop, but, Charlie. You're a great guy. And yeah, well, you thanks. don't have the great eyebrows that Jeff has. Jeff has some of the best eyebrows in the game. It's, He's got those incredibly like, manicured. And I white like wrapper uh, glasses, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super yeah, fresh yeah. He, I have nunchucks for eyebrows. Jeff has well-trimmed shit. Yeah. Xavier Guerrero is trying to get there. Not yet, son. Not yet, son. <laughs> You can draw um, them all next, G. So, so Jeff, <laughs> I followed Jeff on Twitter. Twitter, and we're going to get into your book. Uh, but I followed Jeff on Twitter. Jeff was talking about how Monero, the digital currency, is what he felt Bitcoin was back when it was $3. I, I bought a shit ton of Monero a couple weeks ago, a couple, uh, like two months ago, just sitting back. I lost a lot of money on it at first, and now, now it's boom, 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 getting back to where it was. So I'm excited. Are you a digital currency guy? No, I mean, I'm not against it, of course, but I, I just don't understand it the way the, the way everyone else does. And if I had a ton of just extra money sitting around for me to speculate on, on it, I, I certainly would. I'm more of a gold, tangible, like physical gold and silver uh, person. But that's not just, I mean, I think there's room for massive gains in crypto, clearly, what's happening um, these days. But, um, but I, I just am a little bit more traditional in that sense. But that's not to say that I won't won't move into it for sure. And I know Jeff loves Monero for the, for the privacy component of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like someone's like, is I saw someone go, Oh, they can monitor it now. And then Jeff's like, that's a fucking lie. And I'm like, yeah, dude, let them know. Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's new on Twitter and he's already just savage level. He's just because it's like, you can't get it on Coinbase, but I have it on another wallet. And it's easy to buy in the wallet. Now that wallet takes a little bigger piece, you know, to for you know fees. But I just always wanted. I don't know. I always want Monero. Now I own some, and I feel really go. good about it. Yeah, really good. Yeah. I mean, Jeff's he's done well calling these things out. He he understands it. He's got a team of guys with him too. I mean, the, the the Dollar Vigilante crew, the people that are working there, are super smart. I've been you know from doing this book with Jeff and for. Um, once, once it was getting ready for the launch and everything, and to we, we sort of brought the Dollar Vigilante crew on board as far as marketing and PR and things like that. They're really sharp, man. They they know their stuff. They they're and I'm and I'm on these chats with these Telegram chats with them when they're talking about all this crypto stuff, and it is so over my head. But I'm I'm just um, I'm just trying to gain as as much knowledge by you know osmosis as I can. Well, I love it, dude, and I love you, and I respect love it you a too, lot. Brother. Thank you for having dude. me on again. I love, I respect it a lot. We are living in interesting times. Can you just tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah. So, uh, in the summer of 2018, I was talking to uh, Berwick on his podcast, The Anarchist, and I was promoting uh, the Octopus of Global Control, the first book. And when we got done with that conversation, we, were, uh, we, we weren't recording, but we were still talking. And he was saying something to me along the lines of, you know, it's all coming down. And I was like, well, what specifically? He's like, financial systems, a house of cards, the, you know, the government is very fragile. And, and we, we had this really cool conversation about things, you know, where we saw things heading. 
and he said, we should do something together. We should work on something. Um, you know, I'd like to do a book. Are you interested? And I said, well, yeah, but let's, let, let me, let me think about it. Let me think about how, um, you know, how we could frame this. And, and that, that comment that he made about how it's all coming down just stuck in my head. I was like, God, it is all coming down. Right. And, in, and, and so I'm thinking when I think it's coming down, I think like building seven, you know, so in my head, I'm like, okay, so if we could compare the way you take down a building, like a controlled demolition, the way you go in and, and identify the support columns and pre-weaken the foundation, pre-weaken the building and rig the detonators and, and, you know, push down the plunger and all these things. If we could sort of make this comparison to the way you would take down an actual building, to the way you would take down an empire, we, we could find some, a way to make it sort of a little bit more of a visual representation of this for people. And so that's what I did. I was, I wound up in Costa Rica for a while and I had time and I wrote out this, this, the, the framework of it, of what I thought. And I sent it over to Jeff and his response was, this is much better than what I had planned. <laughs> so, so he's like, let's just <laughs> do it. always good. So we just, so I just started going and I said, come in for this part. And I, you know, get you to write, you know, I need financial stuff. I need you to write about crypto. I need you to write, you know, so that's what we did. We first started by outlining sort of the history of empires and there have been many before us and they follow this very predictable cycle in this pattern. And when they get to the last phase of it, you start to see things like they all fall into the same sort of desperation where they, they have overextended their military um, and, and they're, in, they're in trouble. They leave themselves exposed at home because of that. Uh, they start trying to debase their own currency. Like we do that here with the federal reserve and infinite money printing and all that stuff. But back, th- back in the Roman times, they would take these silver coins and they would clip like little pie shaped tiny pieces out of the edges of all these coins and collect them all together and then melt it down and make a new coin out of it. So they were debasing their currency back then too. That's a sign. They had, Oh my God. Yeah. They had zero trust in their version of the media. Um, they're, they instituted bread and circuses. I mean, clearly we're going through the same sorts of things here. Um, and, and so they follow this very predictable pattern. And also one, one common thread they're all the, the citizens are always the last people to know it to, to recognize their impending doom before it comes down so they're always in denial up till the very end and then historians or people that were you know on the outside they look back and go like what did you think was going to happen the, the warning signs were everywhere you were blind to it and i'd say that we are in the same situation right now where people we've, we're collectively ignorant to the fact that there there are flashing red lights going off all over the place saying this is the end. We are at, at the end of something. I'm not saying the end of the world. I'm not saying necessarily the end of America, but the end of the American empire, the way that we control the world, the way that we exert our, our uh, power on helpless nations around the world, the way we have a thousand military bases all over the place. We have uh, the petrodollar arrangement, the US uh, dollar as the world's reserve currency, the way we manipulate and use people, um, get them to do things our way through like uh, putting sanctions on them and our control of the SWIFT banking system, which which all trans, all worldwide transactions flow through our SWIFT system. So like if, we, if we've got a problem with someone, we just turn off their ability to access yeah. that. So, so we are, the American empire has been in existence for a while now. And when we talk about it going away, we just talk about it losing its, its, uh, 
its strength. We, it's losing its ability to, to control everyone through this. And it's like the, much in the way that like the Soviet Union came undone in 1991, um, we, we see some of the parallels, the same, same things there, getting dragged into an unwinnable yeah. 10-year war in yeah. Afghanistan. Now we've yeah. been there twice as long. Yeah. Uh, having their currency manipulated by outside interests that, you know, the, the, the government stealing everything that's not, you know, bolted down, uh, hat partnering up with their oligarch buddies to come in and privatize everything, you know, to the, the fact that the rush, the, the Soviet union, their media Pravda was a joke. I mean, everybody knew it was straight propaganda. Look at the same. We have all of those things happening right now. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over at CBD Line. Listen, they reached out to me they, and because they're really excited that they have a brand new product out, and that is Gummies Holla. That's right. So, listen, I want to take some time to tell the swarm. CBD Line products are a great tool to have in your tool belt, man. They're one of the best of best. Listen, dude, I know these guys on a personal level. They've come to a lot of my shows. I love talking to them. And, you know, sometimes I give them free reads on the show because I like them a lot. Okay, so their products go beyond helping with stress, insomnia, and sleep. Pain overall, well-being, and improved body functions are just a few things that can be helped by CBD. They have a huge line of products. I guarantee you, you'll find something that works for you, okay? They even have a quiz that will help you pick the products that could help the most. Everything is third-party tested, so you know you're getting the highest quality product, okay? So listen, if this sounds like something that will help you, go to cbdline.com and enter the coupon code, promo code, Tin foil to get 20% off. That's CBD line like the animal.com coupon code tin foil. Check them out and read a couple of their 2,000 positive reviews. This stuff works. Give them a try. One more time. I can't recommend enough. My good friend at CBDline.com and use the promo code tin foil to get 20%. I'll let you boy guys enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, so, we're in denial of it. Are we? Would you say we're on it because of technology? Possibly, are we on a compressed timeline too? I mean, is this sh- going to possibly be quicker? For sure. Historical. For sure, okay. we're. On, yeah, yeah. This the technology is great. It's it it speeds everything up, but it also speeds up the end. You know, I mean, it gets mm-hmm. you to the to the finish line a, a whole lot faster. So we're we're in this really um, unusual place where we're we're sort of witnessing this controlled demolition of the American Empire, and and part of the reason people would think that like. It's part of it has to do with like policies that we have implemented that don't, they're like lighting a a 40 year fuse on a time bomb, you know, like something like NAFTA uh, in the 90s that Clinton did, which outsourced all of the manufacturing capacity of the United States out to um, overseas to China. That doesn't do anything right away. I mean, it has an impact, but it doesn't have this sort of impact that, that 25 years has on it, where now there's no uh, manufacturing in the, in the, like the Rust Belt area of the United States, well, hell, in, in America in general, for the most part, which has destroyed the, uh, the middle class and the blue collar jobs and all these things. It, it's, it's changed America forever. But when Bill Clinton passed that in the mid nineties, you know, it didn't, it didn't blow up the country right then. It takes it's a slow while. thing. I mean, there's yeah, a lot going on up. here, man. There's a lot going on. It's like, it's, I'm trying to listen to the people that listen to the show telling me to let people talk. 
And I, I'm just like, <laughs> because there's so much going on. Well, you've dropped so much truth bombs. I just went through this with Winnie Webb. I had to say, okay, just wait, wait, wait. Yeah. But there's so much going on. You are you are completely correct. This is this is the game plan played over and over, and it's always the same people. It's always the same people pulling this over and over and over again. And you know, a, a great example of what you're seeing. Cause we have some notes, and we're going to go through this right here. But you know, one thing one thing you see them saying is. Uh, uh, oh, the empire is dying because uh, just like Rome and Greece, the they the, their morals began to decay, and they started just uh, en- engaging in things like homosexuality and and all this the weird crazy stuff that they said. But the reality of the situation, because the 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 official story is never the real story. The official story is the narrative that the people pulling all the bullshit want you to believe. And the truth of the matter is, it wasn't that their morals started go- going uh, crazy. It, the truth of the matter is, is that greed destroyed all these empires. The people at the top, these psychopaths that run everything, which is always, always the same group of people. Not the literal people, but the same group of people. Uh, These lineage, uh, their offsprings get traumatized early and then, you know, they get turned into psychopaths and then thrown into power positions to continue the uh, slow decay of whatever parasitic situation they're engaging in, right? So it's like, oh my God, the Roman Empire, it spread itself so thin. Yeah, okay, because they were greedy as shit. The the, the weird, like, the, the loose liberalism that went on really wasn't the problem. It, it was used as an, an agent to make people think everything was going bad, but the truth of the matter is it was really greed, greed at every single level. Like, I, I saw that guy, uh, I forgot what his name is, but he's the guy that tees off on women, uh, the, the, the Stefan. Um, Stefan Moto and like, there's a lot of stuff that guy says I agree with, and then sometimes he's just a fucking crazy whack job. Uh, you know, he like like one week he was celebrating that Joey Diaz get was getting canceled because of a couple jokes. Well, I've watched this guy just rip in the women left and right, and then a week later he got canceled. I'm like, wow, how's it feel with the shoe on the other foot? That's Sam speaking, not Charlie speaking. But you know, it's like I I saw him one time he was tweeted that feminism has is is a giant. Uh, reason for the decay of uh, the American Empire, and I'm I'm paraphrasing the tweet. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but and I was like, no, it wasn't at all. Uh, the real reason that that women are working now is because men are getting paid less, and in order to pay the bills, the mother has to go to work. So now you have two fam, two both parents working, and the kids sitting at home, and nobody's raising the kid except for the television, you know. And that's that's the greedy part. The women's lib isn't the greedy part. The, the, the greedy part is that these people, and we've seen them story after story, where like insiders have said they wanted women working so that they could tax them as well. That is a part of the decay of, of the yeah, United. It's States. a symptom. It's a symptom of the problem. It's not the reason for the problem. Right. It, this right. is what you get when you have um, 
when when they debased the currency over uh, over a hundred year period where you know your grandfather talked about how they would go to the movies for a nickel and stuff like that like well why doesn't that happen anymore well because the federal reserve prints money whenever they need to and it devalues the value of the currency units that are in existence and so once you do that long enough or you put policies in the place that that or, or or tax the shit out of people to the point where now the the wife has to go get a job too because like you said you can't make a you know you can't make a living um, as a mechanic you know and raise, who's married and has two kids you you can't you can't do that you can't live anymore um, so they they've they've created a, a policies through policy decisions and financial uh, fuckery, they have created a system where everybody's now forced to get into the workforce. And then, and now we start to see what we've been seeing lately is this push for universal basic income. And everyone's what, like, what would, up, Charlie, what would yeah. you say would be the solution? Would you say raising minimum wage? I'd say get rid of the federal fucking reserve. Yeah. Is the yeah, solution yeah. 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 Um, get into this universal foremost. income shit because sorry, I just want, and then we'll get yeah, into yeah, this. Yeah. XG, but you know, because this is it, because we're seeing it happen. And it's so hilarious because, you know, everybody's like, Obama and Yang, Yang's going to do a universal income. And then who starts giving you checks? Trump. It's like, I hate to tell the left, but the guy who's been pretty socialist is Donald Trump. There's been a lot of 100% corporal, corporate socialism, just like everybody before him. But now we're getting checks from the government. I was like, hey, that's not that bad. I mean, I know people who, who aren't going out, who aren't working because they're just cashing checks. Yeah. Well, you didn't get a you didn't get a stimulus payment right before the election because Nancy Pelosi blocked it because she didn't want Trump to have a win. You know, by by giving people having another stimulus where people got money right before the elections and they went, well, I do have money in my in my bank account and it is because it came from Trump, like him or not, and I'm not trying to to, to justify him, but there's they of course play politics with this sort of stuff. So yeah, universal bas- basic income. Think about it this way: the government wants to give you free money. When has the government ever given you free money without there being a string, many strings attached? They come up with inventive new ways to tax you into oblivion. So, so whenever the government suggests, oh, we're going to give you a universal basic income to help you make ends meets because the robots are taking your job in this fourth industrial revolution, well, guess what? There, it's a trap. And, and as they say, m- mice get stuck in the mouse trap because they can't figure out why the cheese is free. And the people on the left can't figure out why the cheese is free. And they're walking right into it. You think your universal basic income isn't going to be tied to a vaccine mandate? You bet your fucking ass it will be. It will absolutely oh. be. Well, 100%, Charlie. And do make no doubts about it. The people that are pushing socialism, right? And the people are pushing communism. Now, we just had Whitney Webb on. She said a wonderful thing, which is, you know, and this is my belief. I've said it just poorly compared to her, but it's like, it's authoritarianism, right? It's just like capitalism is great in its pure form. What we have now is not pure capitalism. It's authoritarianism. Well, no, this is where I am as a libertarian, dude. All of this stuff, when you get down to it, is done at gunpoint. Because if you don't pay your taxes in their currency, somebody will show up at your house with a gun and take you away from your family. You know what I'm saying? And it's literally so... If we do have UBI, 
It's literally taking money from you at gunpoint and giving it to other people. And if you're For okay sure. with that, then go ahead. Yeah, fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly it. They, as they say, they have a monopoly on violence. The state does, and the state is the problem. And I've had Whitney on my show, Macroaggressions. I've gone on her show, Unlimited Hangout, and she is like, she's just wind. She's like David Ike, wind her up and just let her go because she's, she's gonna loves uh, to drop f bombs now. Just really getting into her trucker she, mode, right? Just I am up and f bombs. I'm like, who is this truck driver? I like um, that. I, like I do that. too. Anytime oh, really? an attractive woman swears, I'm all in. Um, <laughs> but you know, you're savage. totally right. This is where we're going. And the, the biggest problem I have uh, 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 about the whole situation right now, and it's like, where, where, where's the mainstream media? If nobody's watching the linear oh. channels, what is going on? And the real answer is the blue check marks. That is the sneaky way now they have found a new way so you don't have to watch their television. They just get the links to these blue check mark people and they send them out. I'm telling you, man, unless you know specifically who this blue check mark is, you should block them. You should block them because they're only there. That blue check mark is, a, is to create a fake narrative that this person has some kind of influence, okay, and is some kind of important person. In reality, some of them aren't even real people. But the reason I bring them up is, is because a lot of these blue check marks people are trust fund kids from very rich families whose socialism <coughs> isn't going to affect them. Because they're above the fray. And what they're doing is what the mainstream media always does, which is poor pe- billionaires convince, convince billionaires pay millionaires to convince the middle class that the, the, the lower class is the problem. Right. So what we have are really rich people talking to really poor people about how they can live a better life, even though they'll never be involved in that situation at all. Yeah. The mainstream media are co-conspirators in what we've been going through in 2020 for sure. Uh, and beyond that too, what we were experiencing uh, way before that. They are the, you know, I'm not on the Trump team or I'm not on the red team or the, or the blue team. I don't, I don't like either one of them, but Donald Trump said something that was absolutely right. When he, when he accurately called CNN fake news and started that whole thing and started talking about how they were the enemy of the people, we need actually more of that. We need more people to understand that because the media has been, they've been left alone for so long that, that uh, everyone gave them a pass. Nobody, you know, the, the media failed to check uh, the Bush administration because they were terrified of Dick Cheney. They thought he was Darth Vader. They were afraid that any sort of criticism of him would be uh, misconstrued as, as a lack of patriotism which is a classic tactic. Um, then you get Obama, chocolate Jesus, who comes in and the media just says, oh, oh, he's so great. The only problem he ever had in his eight years was he wore a tan suit to a press conference. So, and then they get Trump and Trump is like red meat for them. <laughs> Except the problem is they're like those kids that don't, that, that go to Taekwondo practice, but have never been in an actual fight. And they went into it, got into it with Trump and Trump whooped their ass on television and called it your fake news, your lying don't talk to me. Sit down, Jim Acosta, and did that to them. And I was like, thank you. Finally, somebody is giving to Charlie, that. Uh, do you believe that there – you know, we had a talk with Whitney, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I felt she, she kind of felt that there was – that even though they may both be puppets – they are, there is something there. Did you guys get that from her? Or maybe I, I'm wrong. And I, 
But I felt. Wait, are, are you are you saying they they're essentially uh, uh, it's theater and they're both uh, on the same side? Is that what you're saying? No, no, that there's theater, but there's a little bit of truth in there. Yeah, that there's actually uh, like for me, it's like and Charles, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, and I don't want to put words in the Whitney. If I'm wrong, guys, please tell me or let me get hammered in the comments section, which I'm sure you all will enjoy. <laughs> um, that you know, even though they're all playing ball with the same people, there is something between the Bush clan, which I think involves Reagan to Obama and Trump's group. And there might be players that go back and forth. You know, it's like Rondo, the basketball player, won a a, a championship with the Celtics. Anyone won with the Lakers. You know, sometimes they go back and forth. But there is something between those two. Am I wrong? She She thought politics the way we think of Q. There's a little bit of truth in there. Mm-hmm. Well, she seemed to think it was not. mostly all yeah. theater, though. I mean, it was all done to destabilize and possibly uh, destabilize so the country the game. and lead to possibly a change of our system of government to something more authoritarian. Is, is her thought? For, well, uh, yeah, I agree with that. But there's a there's a there's a, a part that there's a quote that I put in my octopus book from Newt Gingrich of all people, and he he was talking about the Trump uh, transition. My book came out of August of. 2017 the first one so trump had already been he had just been in for a couple months but what newt gingrich said was was interesting he said donald trump's gonna have a very hard time in washington dc because he's not part of the secret societies all right guys i want to tell you about our friends at l ride productions and their new film sensational film Guys, head over to sensationalfilm.com to learn more about the origins of censorship that's playing out right in front of our eyes. This film highlights the importance of citizen journalism in the 21st century, okay? There's a massive divide and lack of trust in the media today, so it is imperative that we now participate in exposing the truth with interviews with Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Pax Tandon, Max Blumfeld and others figure other figures from the alternative media sensational delivers a roadmap to understanding the American propaganda system. And I love everybody at Elride. I'm working on them with, I'm working with them on a bunch of production stuff. So I've seen the movie. It is spectacular. And I know if you love the show, you're going to love it. So please go to sensationalfilm.com and enjoy, enjoy the rest of the show. So there is that component to it. There is, there's theater, there's political theater, there's media theater where these two, you know, or these two sides are fighting against each other. And that is, to be clear, totally fiction in theater. Because if you go out to La Quinta uh, this time of year, you'll go find them all playing golf together at Bighorn, you know what I mean? Or, you know, in Palm Desert, you'll find them out there on the golf courses together with the lobbyists. They all work for the same team, but do they, do, do they have, Inside that paradigm, are they very distrustful and suspicious and uh, and unwelcoming of Trump and his whole clan? Oh, absolutely, because he's not purely part of that group. He's he's still playing his role, but he's not an insider. He's 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 definitely different from them. I'm not saying he's better or worse, but he's different. He's not he's not a lifetime inside the inside the Beltway. I mean, he knows all the guys. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they, they all have interactions when you're at that high level, but. But he's not part of the secret societies, as Newt Gingrich said, and that's going to be a problem. And so, so in that regard, they'll never fully trust him, nor should they. But, but even when they're pretending that they don't trust people, they know with him, we can't trust him because he's not, 
he's not fully in the group. I uh, think it's so, a fight over the, the purse strap. I mean, these guys are in charge of tw- trillions of dollars. That is the war that goes on. But outside of that, they may be, they may be friendly because they're all trying to make the same cash and all that stuff. Almost like sports, right, Sam? That's what you're saying? It's like, yeah, I guess. I guess I, you know, it's like, I, you know, everyone's like, Sam, you know sports are rigged. I go, not every moment of everything is rigged. There are moments of rigging, obviously. You know, when Zion Williams just happens to go to the team that has the player that both the Lakers and LeBron James was actively begging for. Yeah, I mean, they're, when they're on the field, though, they're all trying to kill each other. They're friends off the field, and they all work for the same person. I mean, that's really... There you go, Johnny. That's what and we're talking about. there are right? people that don't like each other. Like, Kevin, Gar- Kevin Durant does not yeah. like LeBron James. That doesn't mean at some point they could be cool, right? They, but, hey, man, we're playing done. Let's be cool about it. But and there are rules about what's okay. And, was you know, what's, I think that's where Trump has pissed off some people is that he took some of these sacred cows and, you know, just lit them on fire. Uh, yep. And... So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the unwritten rules of baseball, he essentially broke mm-hmm. some of those unwritten rules and when he came to power and yeah, over the Donald past four Trump, years. Donald Trump is the guy that would bunt himself onto first base with a nine-run lead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's totally true. So I want to get into some of the things you discussed. Uh, we were discuss- you want to discuss the crumbling infrastructure, which is 100% going on. Now, Again, uh, going back to the blue check marks, most of these blue check mark people are out of where? San Francisco, Washington, D.C., New York, L.A., okay? And like in L.A., yes, we have a homeless problem. It seems to be getting worse. But, I mean, like, it's first world here, for sure. It's first world here. Right. They're city people, though, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. But go to the middle of the country. I mean, it's getting third world out there, man. Yeah, we were making a comparison. You know, we were talking about this theoretical comparison between the, uh, like a, the, a, a rotten foundation of a, of a building and sort of the rotten foundation of, of the American, of America, you know. But, but we got into like a literal conversation about the rotting foundation of America when we got into the topic of the infrastructure and how, you know, how it's totally falling apart. Like two thirds of all bridges in this country should be condemned. Um, the ports are third world. Our, our ports are third world. Our ports are, our ports are sold to like the Chinese. You know what I mean? I mean, Amtrak. Trump, Trump Amtrak. took that back. Amtrak Trump took yeah. that back. Right. I mean, like, I mean, they, like, it's just, it's like little, like nationalism versus globalism. Both of them want to make a lot of money, but there's a game being played. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. So, yeah. So we, we, we were pointing out some of the in, inadequacies of like, you know, the, the, the ports and the rivers and, and the, the water, the, like the, the pipes. And I mean, we're talking about just literal things like, like the, 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 electrical grid and, and Whitney, Whitney and I'd had a great conversation about the electrical grid in conjunction with the um, simulations that they were running before the election where they were showing, you know, they were running simulations of a cyber attack on the power grid and on the sewer uh, septic water treatment uh, systems where they would have the, the shit bubbling out of the, (laughs) out of the ground, you know, because of everything would be backed up and everything talking about things like that. And I'm like, well, 
that look, it's, it's reasonable to actually do something like that because our system is, is currently so broken, but that's not glamorous. That doesn't get you elected to public office or it doesn't, if you, if you run on a platform of thank you for electing me to office. And then over the last couple of years, one of the things I did was I upgraded all of the sewer uh, pipes under the city. Everyone's like boring, who cares? You know, well, what do you think about trans I mean, people? Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, you know what happened with California? All the fires. That's all yeah. P&G infrastructure. Why did okay. that happen? Because no one's taking care of it. And right. all those fires start with what? A little spark. And there it goes. Yeah. 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 There, there's always money for bombs, though. There's always money for bombs. But there's no money for, to hire additional firefighters to cut fire breaks when you know. I mean, and, Cal, and I lived in California for 35 years. They all, every summer, they act completely surprised when the fires <laughs> break out. Like, I, we can't believe this is happening. Really? It happens every year. And it's increasing uh, lately since they've been spraying the shit out of people uh, or regions with, with the aerosol injections, a.k.a. chemtrails, uh, have been drying things out. So it's, it's even more dangerous. So, yeah, we've got, some, we've got some huge problems. And Jeff and I just went through and just, I mean, we could, this book could have been twice as long. Uh, trying to identify all the things that have currently um, fallen apart in this country, whether they be accidental or intentional. And some of this stuff is, you know, it's just the intentional neglect of, um, of, of critical components of the, I mean, look, it costs $2 billion, which sounds like a lot of money, but it costs $2 billion to go through and protect all of the electric, uh, electrical uh, power plants in the country, in the United States to protect them against an EMP attack, $2 billion, $2,000 million to do that. They won't do it. I mean, you take a look at what, what's going on right now with California. You have a freaking governor that sent billion dollars to China Yeah. for fucking mass. We haven't even gotten it's just like, dude, the, 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 there's no accountability on this shit. Nothing. It's no. nothing. And the problem is that Americans enjoy their life so much that they don't want to disrupt it. And they're just hoping at the bottom of their heart that this thing will turn itself around. And they don't yep. want it to get ugly. But you know what, man? I mean, you see what's going on right now with China. Okay, it seems like the globalist world banking organizations want to build up China. They mm-hmm. they like Chinese China's social uh, social credit scores, their control of everything. I don't know the truth on what's going on with China. Everyone says they they can't use money. They got to use a WhatsApp. I don't know if that's real. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's what the rumor on the street is. Okay. But, I mean, like, they're doing the exact same thing, I feel, that they did with Europe in World War II. That they, they didn't do the control, op, uh, uh, control uh, demolition of Europe. They fucking sank Europe with World War II while doing what? Building up the United States. And that seems to be the game plan. And I see that playing right now with what they're doing with China and what they're doing with the United States. Yeah. And there's a, we did a chapter in the book called the Thucydides Trap, which is a Greek concept about how the rise of one empire threatens the uh, existing empire. And that we've had this situation occur in 16 different times in our recorded history. And in 12 of those 16 times, it's led to war. So what we have right now is the current system, the current empire of the American empire, seeing the, the rise of the Chinese empire 
as a threat. Well, really, China's not even an empire. They, 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 they plan to be with their Belt and Road Initiative, but, but, but they have a they have a definitely a manufacturing capacity that that rivals any empire that's come before it. Um, so the, the, um, America sees that as a threat. Because America thinks in terms of threatening, you know, I mean, normal people wouldn't see that as necessarily as a threat, but, but the American empire and the, the psychopaths that run the, the Pentagon, they see anything like that as a, as, a, as a threat to them. They say, well, they're expanding their territory into the Spratly Islands. Big fucking deal. They're their islands. They built them. What, now, if, they, if, they, if the Chinese took up positions in Catalina Island, we'd have a problem, right? I think anyone would, would be like, whoa, hang yep. on. But America's sending cruise ships, and, and Barack Obama talks about his pivot to Asia, which moved two-thirds of the military out of the Middle East and into this Asian region. It's like, well, it's like, well, China's, China's threatening us. Well, then, well, of course they're threatening. They're, they're acting in a threatening manner. They're being surrounded by us. Like we're antagonizing them. So, so well, an- Iran's the exact same way. If right. I hear, I mean, like, Dude, this election is hilarious. They just think we're stupid, and there's no record of all the crap they pulled before with the media. Now they're trying to say Iran tried to influence this election, Russia. I mean, like, it's so dumb. And when somebody comments on that, I go, you're either stupid or being blackmailed because nobody with any kind of fucking re- – now, now, am I saying that a country couldn't try to influence our elections? No, go for it. That and we do it to you. Try to do it with us. But it's like it's like it's the usual suspects every fucking time. Oh, Iran tried to influence our elections. Get the fuck out of here, man. Right, right. Get out of here with this. It's the same people, the globalist world banking organizations who want people to play ball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Russia's influencing our election. Iran is influencing our election. And so is China. Yeah, yeah never, Trump a, lost. never a peep about Israel. Mm-hmm. Never a word about Israel. Blah, blah, can't talk about them. Yeah. Can't talk about them influencing our election with APAC. Yeah. With the $3.2 billion that they are $3.4 billion that they get every year for the next 10 years. Oh, but we can't talk. It's got to be Iran. How come it's always the countries that. By the, the way, the Israel's socialist. Let's What's just. That? Israel's socialist. I mean, let's face take it. our money. They're, and they're, they have one, one payer. They have one payer health care. I yeah. mean, everything that we're being told is the worst thing ever. And I'm not for one pair. Cause I go, go in this country, go down to the VA and find out, uh, how fucking yeah. one pair is going. Not good. Yeah. 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 If you want the government to be in charge of your healthcare, you just have to make sure you specify what type of government you want to be in charge of it. Because I don't want the United States government in charge of anything. Fuck no. <laughs> they make everything worse and more expensive. In fact, in Congress, look, they passed a law in Congress that Congress is not allowed to negotiate drug prices with big pharma. They put their handcuffs on themselves. Why do you think that is? Because some big pharma lobbyists were like, hey, asshole that I, you know, I have on video that I, you know, view with some kid. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what you're going to do? You're going to introduce a bill that makes it so that you can't negotiate prices, uh, price cuts with big pharma. What, and we want these people to be in charge of our health care? I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, for, I'm for universal health care for everybody, but we, we've got to have the right people in charge of it. Because if you give these current batch of 
of morons. Um, the keys to that, you, they'll run it into the ground like they do with everything else. So I'm, I'm, I want free market capitalism. Yeah. That's what I want. Give me free market capitalism. Is, are there free markets anymore? Because Forex was rigged, LIBOR was rigged, COMEX was rigged. They've spoofed. I mean, all of these financial marketplaces, the big banks have been not just, not just paid a fine, but have been convicted in court of felonies of rigging marketplaces. Well, now, so, I mean, have you seen now like NASDAQ is they, they're coming out with these rules for diversity for getting, even getting listed? You have to have a, yeah. a, a, a diverse board. And, and, and there's, a, there's a new, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a new index for specifically for diverse companies. You know, so it's like, what, it's what are we doing? Well, you know what? Hey, dude, you know what, Johnny? It's not, Good. It's not capitalism. Good. No. You know what? Good. And I'll tell you why I say good. Because this, this weaponized diversity has been pushed on the lower and middle class while the upper class is all lily white bullshit. I mean, it's like, it's why it's almost impossible to flip the Oscars. Because you're telling rich trust fund kids they can't go to their big party because they have to give it to a, a minority or a woman or uh, somebody who's gay or trans or whatever. And that never happens. All the diversity happens on the lower and middle class levels. And I'm not against diversity. I'm not against it. But it's like, dude, once again, Johnny, we talk about this all the time. This is, this is them trying to take political correctness, which is the rules of society, which we've talked about. Women make the rules of society. Men make the rules of business. And what they're trying to do is apply the rules of society to business. And it fails miserably. Miserably. Good luck getting these really high, ultra, ultra, ultra elite level boards to have diversity. Good luck on that. Yeah. Good luck. But it's about time. Yeah. If, if, if some, look, I'm all for, um, equal opportunities, maybe, but not equal results. No, I mean, for that's, sure, that's, dude. That's crazy to think that you're like, uh, well, we got too many white guys on this board. Let's bring in somebody else. Is that person qualified? Eh, who cares? Are They're they black. the best? What are, are they, they the best? Because yeah. the, you know, it's like with this female kicker in Vanderbilt, right? So what about Biden's communication staff? I mean, it's just all women. What? what yeah. I, oh yeah, are you telling me that you you hired the best people for the job, and they just all happen to be women? It's, Come on, man. Or how about that chick who had something on Comedy Central? She's like, I'm so excited. All of my staff is women. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, that was Mandy, uh Actually, I can't remember. But yeah, you Whatever. know. And but the point is, dude. It's really it's the least like, diverse, though. That's what uh, Shapiro yes. said. It was, it's the least diverse. They said it's the most diverse communications team. It's really the least diverse ever. And, yeah, dude, it's, it's like that girl, that kicker. It's like, dude, if she's the best person on campus that is not on the football team then she should 100 percent be the kicker but if she is not she is fucking ruining the chances of everybody on that football team who busts their hump every fucking day to fucking win a game fucking she makes their chances of winning even harder we have seen it in everything writing stand-up comedy if you're not the best people don't want anything to do with you Dude, she won player of the week. Imagine how, how bad it sucks to actually be player of the week. Actually get a touchdown, actually do something, and some girl that kicks a 30 field goal gets player of the week. I don't know, did she even hit a field goal? I think she no, just she kicked, kicked off. Goal. She squib kicked. kicked. She squib kicked one time. Yeah, one, one time. time. It wasn't even good. It wasn't even no. a good kick. No. It's, look, I'm all for diversity for sure, 
you know, but, but when you're in a business environment, you're going to, you're going to say I'm for diversity too, provided that the person that I'm bringing in to replace this current guy is as qualified or more qualified because what are you going to do? Waste your time? You're like, oh, well, we have to fill a slot with somebody. So just bring in some dope off the street and give them a sales job and watch them not sell anything. And then you go, well, we can't fire him now because he's brown or transgendered or something. And oh, now you're like, now we're stuck with him. Oh. And he's a time bomb who, 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 who we can't get rid of no matter how, you know. So then what? What do you do? What, what did that accomplish? Did that motivate this person? Did it, did, it, did it send a message to the trans community that you're all welcome here? It's like, look, how about we stop doing, how about we stop trying to, uh, you know, pick who we want on our team based on who we, how they look and just go with the best person for the job. That, that just makes it real easy. And we'll, we don't have to be diverse in that sense. If you're qualified for it, you get the job. If you're unqualified, you don't. There's no complaining about this. What happened to job interviews? You get a job interview and it's like, well, I hope I get it. I know I'm really confident in my abilities, but gosh, I'm going up against two other people that are, that one of them is transgendered and one of them is a dwarf. And these people that are, they're pushing diversity. They, what they really want is revenge, I think, because when you look at the way, if ideally how they want these jobs to be appointed, to be selected in Biden's administration, they want no white men, white men who represent, you know, men who represent half the population, and then white men a substantial portion of that. They don't want equal representation. Is what I'm saying, they just want their that whatever they look like, they want that to be represented. Of course, that's all Me Too's about. That is all about. Tig Nagaro taking Chris D'Elia's role is what this whole thing has been about. Eliminate competition. I've, I said on Joe Rogan's a long time ago, and I, it's true today, and this was over seven years ago I said this. They want a world that plays to their strengths and outlaws their weaknesses, okay? And when you get rid of somebody like Chris D'Elia, who is a fucking firecracker on stage, it makes it easier for people like Tig Nagaro to fucking compete. So you don't even have her fucking go up against Chris. You just eliminate Chris and put her, her in. And like, dude, good for taking go, good job. But that represents something really ugly. And they'll blame it on anything but what it really is, man. And that is we, dude, there are so many options in, in this world right now. And the real fucking shit is people want to pay for the best. You would see like there's this one comedy club. I'm not going to say the name of it. They went. Full woke, man. Every fucking flyer for a show was some bisexual, biracial person with a cool-ass haircut, and people went to the show one time and never went back. And they, oh, what, 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 sexism. No, dude. It's either you crush or not, okay? Because business is like sports, and either you get the results or you don't. I went to somewhere the other day, a restaurant I've gone to a thousand times. A thousand times. And it, it's under new ownership. Now, I got a meal. They gave me plastic for they gave me plastic utensils. I went there. I got chicken and a fucking rice. And they gave me a fork and a spoon. Why wouldn't you give me a knife? But and that sounds like a crazy thing, but dude, I can bring my business elsewhere. You're up against all this fucking shit. So either you bring it back. So when you do a comedy show like Comedy Chaos, I pack it with the best. I don't give a fuck about diversity. It's like, who's the best? And that's why it sold out twice a, 
twice every Tuesday, all right? Uh, real quick, I want to get into the uh, identifying the support columns because this is very important. Destroy critical thinking, ruin education systems, and truth and peace through military information. It's like unbelievable. You, This book is so good, dude. I can't wait to read it. It nails it. It nails what's going on right now. Yeah, the 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 point is that so there's two component there's two ways that you go about taking down a bu- an actual building. The first thing they do is they go around at first they they'll identify the support columns, the big support columns, but they'll also go around and pre-weaken the building. So they won't they won't initially mess with these big support columns. They'll go and find smaller support beams and cut those in advance. Not enough that the building will fall down, but just enough so that um you know, so that things will, will, it'll be easier to take it down in the end. So what you do is you go around and you soften up the country in this way. You cut these little, these little existing, smaller support, support beams. And that's things like, um, globalization, which is, you know, that take, that does a number on the country, but not all at once. It takes a while. Um, the rise of private prisons and things like that, that has a detrimental multi-generational effect on your society. When you take people, you take husband you know, fathers out of the homes and oh, and you yeah. and you destroy communities based yes. on that and that's and these are like these are like long fuses on the time bombs but then you get into things when you're like actually identifying the support columns and what needs to be taken out at the very end to take this whole thing down and one of them is to destroy critical thinking and i don't think anybody that that is paying attention these days would 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 deny that critical thinking has been removed from the vast majority of of most americans brains because they are unable to process information in any meaningful way because they've been taught how to do it either through school, which is a, a, has always been a joke and got even more of a joke when Common Core was introduced, and, or, or you've learned how to problem solve by watching, the me, by watching your television, which is n- not the best way to go about things. You've got all your information from the mainstream media, which is garbage at best. And so you, then you, so you've got all these people out there trying to use their, what's left of their critical thinking to examine a plot against them, but a, a plot so insanely massive that they can't even comprehend it. And they just, they're at a, they're at a severe disadvantage. So I talked about this in the first book, a guy named uh, Dr. Russell Blaylock, who's a neurosurgeon uh, talked about how they, that over time they had chemically dumbed down the population of America to the point where there was just a huge mass of people that were too dumb to figure out what was going on and were dependent on the government for everything. So they couldn't make a big deal out of it. And then a small percentage of higher IQ people that could see the whole scam laid out perfectly well in front of them. So that's part of what we've done. It's, it's been, it's been a long-term plan, uh, through diet. I'm in a unique group. I'm a dumb person. I can see every the whole plan laid out in front of me. You're not dumb. You just play dumb. Ah. You, know, you play dumb. But <laughs> I'm sorry, the cat's out of the bag. You know it's good. You can't pronounce somebody's name. I know that. Yeah, but for but, sure. but that, that that's a different story. Um, but but they Cherokee Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> they've 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 done a good job to. You know, as, as Hitler said, uh, give me control of the textbooks uh, for a generation and I'll control the, the, the country. That, that's what they've done. They've done it through, through controlling the textbooks, controlling television, the mainstream media, the corporate news, the GMO foods, the, the poisons that are in your vaccine, whatever the fuck they're spraying on us. All of these things 
have a cumulative effect. Uh, and it's, and, and some of it happens right away as far as like education. Some of it is more of a slow burn, like destroying your health with things like GMO and, and chemtrails and, and vaccines and things. Like, well, in, in some cases, vaccines, the damage is instantaneous, but, but in other, in other cases, it's, it's just a buildup of aluminum in your brain over time that deteriorates you and causes spikes and things like Alzheimer's and, you know, uh, uh, you know, developmental, uh, issues in children and things like that. So it, it, it's not, it's, it's tempting to think that this is all disjointed and random and haphazard, but it's not. And that's the real, that's the real epiphany is when you wake up to the fact that, that all of this stuff is by design, that, that, that the plan is to remove as many of us from this planet as possible because these maniacs in positions of power think that their job would just be so much easier if they didn't have to worry about all these people taking up space on their planet. It's and unbelievable. So- and what, what, see, the problem is this, man, is we, we, uh, we transfer, uh, we project, project our views of us, uh, we think, uh, onto these other people. We project our views of our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, onto these people we've never met. And we go, they could never do that because I would never do that. And people don't, you know, I, I have a, a Patreon. It's called the Conspiracy Social Club with a very good friend of mine, Brian Callen. And his whole thing is like, people aren't that organized. And I'm like, dude, you don't get it, man. This is not an overnight thing. This has been done over decades, man. Yeah. Decades and decades and decades. And you bring up, you know, the educational system. We are seeing the results of parents not being able to really raise their children right, to be able to teach them the rights and wrongs and all that stuff and uh, be more hands-on. And then this, this, this push of Marxism yeah. in, in our public school. Now, a lot of teachers, and my parents were both teachers. I love teachers, but we are seeing a real rise of fucking radicals teaching our children that white people are bad, everybody's getting fucked by them, even though they're white and somehow they've compartmentalized that they aren't part of the system, which is, the, you know, uh, Johnny and I have talked about this a lot, but and I actually as well, sorry, but we've talked about it, how it's like, you know, it's like the rise of the Karens is like this movement to like white women have finally started to get the shit that white guys have been getting for the last 20 years. So when this whole thing come out with, came out with the Kung Pao flu, right? And everybody was, you know, everyone's like, stop, stop giving Asian shit. It wasn't them. Uh, you know, that was the Chinese government. And I'm like, welcome to being a white guy on Twitter and everything uh-huh. the U.S. government's been doing and how some dumb hick in a trailer park in upstate New York or Alabama or Las Vegas is somehow connected to the people doing all the shit at the top. It's like identity politics has destroyed everything. And it's just like you're seeing it happen right now. And it's like, I don't know if these people believe it, but it's just this, this need to like be part of the herd. And like, you're going back to critical thinking, like nobody, nobody wants to be the person going, Hey man, this doesn't make any sense. Like 
with in Hollywood with the Me Too movement. I got guys out there that I personally know are scumbags fucking going, dude, we got to be better people. <laughs> we got to treat women better. We got to be better. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. You're just well, dude, that's almost a sign that there's something up with the person. I mean, it's like these Republicans who are super anti-gay, you know, and they end oh, up getting caught yeah. with their wiener in the cookie jar. Uh, yeah. It's kind of the same thing with that. With that, these guys who are white knighting on Twitter. Oh. I bet if you look in a lot of their closets, they, you know, they they've the done lady, some shit yeah, for sure. Still, there's this comic out there. He's like a manager of people. He's like his his profile like description is. Uh, president of antifa he's like oh, love every trans blah 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 his fucking logo looks like the fucking the the fbi pedophile logo and on top of that he managed a fucking porn star that's up on like a thousand rapes right now like and i say dude i love everybody except for male feminists show me a male feminist i i'll show you somebody that's fucking shady as shit yeah. That's something no good every time. I've never met a guy that goes, dude, we got to respect women. That wasn't a scumbag behind closed doors. They're either oh, a scumbag sure. or a beta cock. That's it. Yeah, that's that Shakespeare line. The lady doth protest too much, methinks. You know, when you've got guys that are leading the, the you know, Republican uh, white devil house speaker, whatever, uh, who's leading the charge against, the, you know, getting the gay out of, out of schools and everything, you can be, you can bet your sweet ass that that guy has got Boy Scouts buried in his crawl space somewhere. Cock. For sure, you know. So, the, and, and, and we talked about this, the, the changing and the shaping of society in this way. Um, it used to be that you got to, like, Sam, you went to UNLV. I went to USC. I mean, we were there in the, in the early 90s, right? So I don't remember having Marxist professors trying to tell me, to teach me this crazy radical ideology. And I certainly don't remember them offering me a safe space to go and cry in if I <laughs> felt like I got a, a score that was inappropriate. This is, this is a, a, an intentional that what, I, what we call the pussification of America. This is taking people, putting them in college, coddling them in a way that is so unnatural and giving them safe spaces and, um, and, and this ability to get in there and, um, I like what you're you know, saying and, is and, so and, true. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and what are you going to do? You're going to prepare that person for a job in the real world. If I'm running and I run a real estate brokerage in Las Vegas. And if I hired somebody that, that, if that messed up on some paperwork and I corrected them on their paperwork for doing it the wrong way. And so we got to do it this way better. And they filed a charge against me or something for harassment for doing my job in correcting their work or something, I would fire their ass immediately on the spot. No amount of safe space or any of this bullshit is preparing people for real world. It's preparing them for some, some weird, uh, different version of reality, but we're not doing ourselves any favors. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm worried that the, you know, a generation from now, when these people that have gone into that, you know, they went in high school normal and they came out and went into college and came out Marxist fake revolutionaries. Uh, well, what happens when they're adults, when they're, when they take a job teaching, 
I mean, I think we're seeing some of this right now. We're starting to see this, this radicalization, this leftist of, of the universities. And it only takes a generation, as, as I mentioned before in that Hitler quote, where it only takes a generation. If you control the schools, you really can shape society. And what we're, what we're, we're on the verge of something uh, catastrophic right now uh, in this country. And, 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 and the school systems be they the uh, the elementary schools and high schools that that have have embraced common core because they were paid off by obama and, and to do so or these um colleges and universities that have gone so far left that they are teaching the same sorts of things that that Solinsky was teaching uh we're in trouble well and also on top of that is that you know when you fatten these kids up and they get to the real world and it's not what you told them, man. And now everything's about mental health. Boom. Where do they run psychiatry? They start getting on pharmaceuticals. Everybody's a, a zombie. Now they're all like, everyone's popping pill. I got to take pills. I got to take pills. I got, you know, I'm on this. I'm on that. I'm on this. I'm on that. It's done purposefully. You know, they, they, they give boys when they're young, uh, drugs that calm them down so they sit in, in classrooms, which they're not meant to do. But then we see a humongous rise. It's almost 50% of women are on pharmaceuticals to deal with reality. Why is that? Well, because they're constantly sold this fucking fairy tale of what love and life and respect is. And when reality hits them, it's not that. And it's impossible to uh, to basically undo the programming in your head. So what do you do? You take a drug that numbs you up. And these Nazi pharmaceutical companies have done this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. We wrote a lot about the, about the role of big pharma in this. Um, all the big pharma manufacturers of vaccines are all convicted felons. Every one of those companies is a convicted felon. They have been found guilty of felonies in court. They have paid out combined over a hundred billion dollars in fines for what they've done. And there, and, and the problem is the reason why we have a, this population, especially, I know this, you know, this is an international show, but in America specifically is because America and New Zealand are the only two countries on the planet that allow pharmaceutical ads on their nightly news on television, television ads for pharmaceutical drugs. And so we have this culture. It's not to say that the advertising incentive, you know, it makes people want to go out and take these drugs because I don't think it does. But what it does that's really devious is that you've got uh, mainstream media news organizations that get 60% of their ad revenue from big pharma. And then their, their hands are tied um, where they can't report on any of these actual stories going on. Because if, if, Jeff's, if, if Anderson Cooper at CNN decides he's, he, he's had an epiphany and he's going to do a big expose on the dangers of vaccines. The fact that they've paid out $4.2 billion to, through the VAERS court to settle these damages, even though the, they're not allowed to even get sued in the traditional sense. If Anderson Cooper does that, that presentation on, tonight on the nightly news, the president of Merck is going to be in Jeff Zucker's office the next morning threatening to pull a billion dollars worth of advertising 100%. from 100%. So you never ever get an honest uh, 100% of big pharma on your news and considering now I know we're not, we don't watch the mainstream media and I know that the listeners don't because I'm in the, I'm in the Facebook tinfoil hat group 
fighting it out with with all these savages in there that I love so much. A lot of f- fucking phonies joining that thing talking shit. <laughs> but 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 there are still a huge percentage of the of the of the American public that watches the nightly news and they mistakenly think that because they didn't hear a story about how vaccines are damaging people then it must not be real because surely that would be a big enough event. It'd be a big enough story that Anderson Cooper would report on it. And since I haven't heard Anderson Cooper report on it, it doesn't exist. That's dude, the devious the best. thing. You are, I can't wait to read this book, dude. I cannot <laughs> because I've been saying this shit for fucking ever, man. This is the 100% truth. Nobody, very few people go to a fucking doctor and go, can I get minipinopal, please? I saw a commercial. Can I get, I'd like, I supposedly, like, dude, I, w- I got a couple things to say. One, can I get I the one dr- that has sudden death as a side effect, please? Is that, is that possible? Johnny, That's most of them. Johnny, <laughs> there was a fucking radio ad today in the Uber I took where two-thirds of the ad was talking about the side effects that this pill has over what it's, it's like, Hey dude, you got mild headaches. We'll take this pill could cause cancer, heart attack, suicide. You'll fucking start fighting your dog. You'll punch your dog so far hard in the fucking face. Then you yell racial slurs at minorities. And then you might turn a little gain. You might put a glory hole in your bathroom. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, that, that, these are possible side effects, right? And it's just like, that's just where it goes. So, so, uh, somebody sent the amazing Polly put out this tweet today and she was like, is AIDS really, I forgot what the name of the, uh, the symptom was or the, uh, the, 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 the health risk was. And then someone posted a video and it was of this doctor who in uh, some LA hospital through a huge, huge press conference in which someone who had been diagnosed with HIV Basically, he took her blood and shot himself up with HIV. And he later died much later of a heart attack, not of HIV. And he broke down. And if you and you go to my Twitter, Ronan Sam Tripoli, listen to this guy's press conference. And you it's if you took out HIV AIDS and inserted coronavirus in there, it is the same fucking thing that all the whistleblowers are saying right now about coronavirus. And it is the exact same players that are involved, in particular Fauci, yeah. who, who pushed ATZ, which was a drug that they had mm. uh, made, uh, developed, that was so toxic it couldn't be used for what was meant to be used, cancer. They had to put it on the shelf. So he pushed it as the remedy for HIV, which was the actual killer in this doctor's thing. What was actually killing these guys? Yeah. Welcome to Big Pharma. The number three leading cause of death in America is the American healthcare system. And you think that, uh, you think that Big Pharma spends a lot of money on advertising on television? Because they do. And you see those ads everywhere. Just know this. They spend seven times more money advertising directly to doctors. They spend billions um, on this. Man. This is a very well. You mean like, you mean like, di- like dinners and shit, right? Like gifts and stuff, where they can't really give them money though. So you just give them other shit on the side. So ass, a lot of ass, dude. These a lot of hot <laughs> chicks trying to convince these. There's hot chick fucking pharmaceutical. Uh, they're basically hot chick drug dealers. 
Of course, they hire them straight out of college. I, I, they used to set up booths there when you know when it was job week, uh, you know, job fair week. I would see them at SC. All the big major pharmaceutical companies were there. Yeah, what they'll do is they'll say to a doctor who who does a really good job of prescribing their particular brand of medicine, that doctor will get him will be invited to be a speaker in Hawaii for a week. Please bring your entire family. Your spot for, to speak is from uh, one o'clock to one fifteen on oh. Tuesday, and then you're free the rest of the time. Have fun. It's we'll so have corrupt. That, there's one company raffle. that got busted with that, right? Wasn't one company, didn't one company go down really hard with that? Like they finally busted a company for that. I can't remember. One of these uh, sales companies went down hard for their hard, uh, tactics, but they all do it. It's all, I mean, they, they all, all do it. They do it. They've done it. I mean, now they, they've tried to put restrictions on and they have put restrictions on it uh, within the last, I don't know, seven or eight years or so where it's, you know, they, they, now they can just give you pens and, and things like that, but they, they find different ways to, uh, you know, there's only so many, there's only so many pens that a doctor needs or notepads, you know, with the, some, you know, Zimbalta or something on it. But, um, but look, it's been, it's been a, it's been a plan of, of big, this, this merging of big pharma with government and big tech. And Whitney did a lot of work on that um, too. She, she's, she's great to talk which about. Is where, fascism. Where, which that is fascism. Is the, that is fascism. Yeah. When big corporations and the government come together to control the people, that is fascism. And it is very effective by the way that is it's the reason why it's it's we're we're in america and so we get this sort of like we're used to corporatism we're used to there being billboards and everything we're used to living in this in this world so it sneaks up it doesn't it doesn't appear to us as as it's not as recognizable and noticeable as it is to outsiders that come to America. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? You're allowed to advertise these things. Like they see all the inefficiencies immediately. If you're from another country and you move here and move to the U S and you're like, Whoa, you're able to do this, this, and the, I mean, some things are good, of course, but, but a lot of things are just totally questionable. And, and the role of, of big pharma in our lives is one of the things that people go, whoa, you guys are way in too much in bed with these medical companies. It seems like you let them do whatever you, you want. And it's like, like you said, Sam, you watch an ad and, and the punchline is the fast talking guy going on and on and on and talking about all the side effects for the, 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 the headache that you've got, which ends with potential, you know, rectal bleeding and, and hallucinations. <laughs> and you're like, great. Great. Now I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not sneezing anymore. But I'm a homicidal maniac who's having vivid nightmares. Go look at the. Go look at Chantix nightmares. Go look up Chantix nightmares. Oh and no! They're hysterical. It's to, it's to get you to stop smoking. But the 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 vivid nightmare dreams that people have that they write in the, it's they're hysterical. I mean, it's, I I feel bad for them, but you know. <laughs> Charlie, you know, you bring up like people from other countries coming here. You know, the truth of the matter is how old is the United States? Like, like 200, 300 years, year, 270, yeah, 250 years in terms of civilization. That is not long at all. Oh, yeah. And uh, what we have seen is like these other countries who have seen like real tyranny, like in particular, the royals and all these royalty running amok, uh, just like getting the peasants to go to war while taking all the money and all this stuff. They've seen tyranny. Now, Europe is definitely going through with a lot of bullshit that we're not going through with the EU, but they see a lot of stuff. Our royalty are now these giant corporations you know, and what they represent. And yeah. like, we, we haven't experienced 
that yet. We literally are now walking in to the, the, the beginning of the era of the corporate crackdown, which is just like when, when you would see back in the day, uh, the royalty cracked down on the population because they were getting out of control. And that's the difference right now. Like we don't, we haven't understood tyranny. We've been sold to build goods that we're good people and America's great. We, we buy into these bullshit wars always do like the way we've convinced us, you know, like the, we fight over there so we don't have to fight here. That logo is the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. Totally. And it's been sold to us. Forever. Like, we haven't understood tyranny. We hear about, you know, no taxation without representation, which is what we're in right now. We are being taxed on shit that we have no say on on what's going on. And we're now starting to feel it again, and it's going to be a time for a fucking wake-up call again. And it's going to have to get ugly. You're going to have to make some decisions if you want to get ugly. And if you don't... Get ready for tyranny. Get ready for everything you do to be an open book to scumbag people, being having your money taken away because you don't want to do what they tell you to do. That's that's it. It's either get ugly and get involved or you're fucking going to fucking become just a pawn piece. And, you know, Charlie, you were talking about the people in history, like historians look back at them, why can't you see it? I really feel like we're the frog in the on the stove top, you know, and the, the heat is just slowly turning up. Uh, because, uh, you know, you said something that was interesting about other people coming here and being, you know, it's striking to them how uh, much marketing to doctors uh, by pharmaceutical companies is mainstreamed. It, it, it's kind of like when people come from outside the other cities to L.A. and we we have all this movie advertising. It's just everywhere. All the billboards are occupied by like TV shows and movies and we don't notice it. But that's the first thing anybody from out of town notices. And I really feel like as Americans, we've just been bombarded for decades now, hundreds of years, really, by all this bullshit that we that we don't see it. Uh, and and I, 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 you know, I think you're right. We're probably we're on the we're on the path to destruction it, here. And you, you. you I think you're, I think that's correct. And I think that when we look at like, you know, the Roman empire and we go and the, the, you know, it collapsed, you know, they overexpanded, they, they built these, you know, Colosseum to have these fights, you know, where the bread and circuses component and get everyone distracted. But meanwhile, they were expanding their empire far beyond their means. They were debasing their own currency and things like that. And then everything in society was, was, was going out of control and then everything collapsed and they went, what happened? And the people on the outside were like, what happened was the natural progression of things when it gets this bad. What did you think was going to happen? And it's like this with America. It's like, what happened? Everybody's microchipped with this vaccine and everybody's in their house and everybody's wearing masks. What happened? It's like, you you guys all got what you deserved. You guys all walked right into it. What did There's you think was going to happen when you allowed it. Big Pharma to to inject people in 1986, get this law that made it illegal for you to sue them? What did you think? Did you think the quality was going to get better? Of course not. What did you think was going to happen when you printed trillions and trillions and trillions of new dollars and gave it to the criminals on in Washington, D.C. and Wall Street and let them play around with it? And then they tanked the economy. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? This is exactly what you get. So we are the frog in this, in this water that has been cranked up for for a while. And in 2020 was when they turned it to broil. And so, (laughs) you know, and and we're, we're just, I mean, it's just like, it's right out in the open. 
Um, but it's not over. And, you know, and Jeff and I are pretty, pretty good at, at, at railing against these globalist maniacs that are running our world and they deserve a lot of the blame, but we've saved some of our contempt and blame for the, for the American public as well, because we play a role in this. Yeah, We dude. have to take some responsibility for our own actions. I mean, what we can we do though? What, what would you say to someone now at home who, who recognizes that we are in trouble? What, what, what can the average person without a platform do? You know, who yeah. only has their social circle maybe to talk yeah. to. For, so educate, educate yourself about what we're currently facing. First of all, turn off your mainstream corporate news. You're not missing anything except a, a ton of lies. And just remember that they passed the Smith Modernization Act of 2012 mm-hmm. to legalize propaganda inside the United States yep. to be used on Americans. Yep. They don't do that unless they plan on using it. So you've yep. got to know that there's propaganda coming your way. Take that out of the equation. Do not get this vaccine. Under any circumstances, you have been warned. You have Two been days late for my brother. I told him. I go, what are you doing, you crazy person? What's the rush? What's Why the we, rush? I, I want to be a part of the fucking solution. I love my brother. No, no, I'm no. like, you're nuts, dude. You're going to grow no. a fucking dick out of your forehead, bro. You, you have to understand how vaccines work in general to know that that's, that being part of the solution doesn't work at all because when you get the vaccine you go through 21 days of shedding so you're spreading it you will talk about a super spreader someone that goes and gets the vaccine like a flu shot and then goes out into the world they're shedding this virus unbelievable so you're you're actually the exact opposite of being part of the solution you are doesn't even make any it's funny i actually heard them admit that on tv the other day that they were they were careful to say that basically everybody has to get vaccinated or it doesn't work because you will it's they basically admitted that yeah you'll be spreading you'll be spreading the disease i can't it was on like cnn too and the person well, kind of got they flipped, tricked on the words yeah they right. flipped what herd immunity is yeah. huge herd immunity is when everyone's passed around the virus and we all have the antibodies that's what actual herd immunity is but now you talk to dumbasses okay and they're like it's when everyone got the vaccine no no, not at all, man. You know, like in but, nature, when well, all the buffalo go and get the vaccine? Yeah. But Charlie's right, though. They do want you to take the vaccine and still wear a mask. Fauci said, even though you wear a mask, even though you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask because you're probably still being, you're still probably going to spread it around even more. Yeah. yeah. Don't I'll get I'll fight the everybody, dude. I'll fight everybody. I'm being dead serious. I'll fight everybody. And, dude, and, okay, let's get into a couple more things because, I mean, dude. I could talk to you all day. Uh, oh, you know, real quick, it's like I just got in trouble with my girl because she got into my car and I had music on. And she's like, oh, you got music on? Who what? you fucking in the car? I go, I got tired of, <laughs> of, of hearing uh, just I, I used to listen to sports and like they can't stop talking about COVID uh, during sports. Everything's COVID. And oh, like Sam, these I'm idiots. Sorry. I'm sorry, Every- buddy. You know, I'm it's sorry. Just like man. Everything's like, hey, dude, uh, you know, it's like, oh, dude, we're going to have to really do that. You know, the, the NBA is going to have to be really cautious about this virus. And, you know, I'm like, dude, and you're just watching these like these players get their lives and their, their, their short prime to play sports destroyed by just 
idiots. It's like the same idiots that allow a, like a six foot five trans guy to fucking compete against naturally born women are the same people who are like, oh, we got, well, listen, dude, uh, you know, everyone's got to, you got to play your sport with your mascot, which well, makes no fucking <laughs> sense at all. So I can't listen to it anymore. So I found, it's like, I just want to listen to music, even though I think music is like, at least I can enjoy the sound, you know? It's fucking crazy. What song did you have playing? R. Kelly, Bump and Grind? No, I had well, I had some Eminem. Boys to Men, I'll make love to you. Like, what the fuck? Jam, Outlaw Country. I'm like, dude, what young chick listens to Outlaw Country? <laughs> yeah, you know how the women love Merle Haggard today. Yeah, I mean, what young girls like, I love Pearl Jam. Like, Pearl Jam's old people music now. Oh, the, all the all the girls are out fucking to Willie Nelson these days. <laughs> it's just crazy. I can't fucking win. Okay, infect, it did infect sports though, and, and in a way that I I it 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 really bothered me. I mean, the the whole thing was just you know it's laughable. And let's be honest, the, the, the one of the biggest problems is is if you're a pro athlete now, where are the groupies? They're gone. <laughs> you're totally you know that's half the game right there. It's a shame. One guy got kicked out of the NBA bubble because he had to bang a housekeeper. <laughs> right? He's like, oh, God, I just I got this dick. I got to do something. Well, what was that? There was that one NFL guy, who too, who, like, dressed a woman up as a player to try to sneak her in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a rookie at the, the, for training oh, I never even thought about that, Charlie. All these poor, poor gold diggers, they can't even get knocked up right now. No, they have to go down to OnlyFans. Oh my! Oh yeah, that's, that's where it's worse. at right now. That's where it's at right now. Dude, Reddit is swarmed by these women. Have you have you guys been on Reddit lately? It's swarmed by these women like fishing for OnlyFans uh, subscribers. So they'll drop like, "Hey, hey, did these jeans fit?" You know, and it'll just be like a picture of their ass, and then and then some some guys will comment, and then eventually it'll be like, "Oh, you want more pics? Check out my OnlyFans." Dude, that uh, is everywhere. That is that everything link, right? right now. <laughs> it's like, don't tell me you're oppressed when you can get a thousand likes just taking a picture of your butt. I mean, it's like, come on, man. We're just jealous. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. am. I am. Dude, <laughs> I to get five thousand likes, I have to fucking basically fight a grizzly bear in the forest just to get fucking five thousand likes. These girls are like, is this profit right? Every like ever in the history of time. Yeah. Imagine if Sam was a porn star. He he he'd release content every day, just like he does podcasts. He'd be getting so much OnlyFans. Oh, Sam would be ragged out. <laughs> I'd have to fucking take my dick hostage. Go to work. Now with a gun rate too. Go to work. No more. No more, senor. Go to work. Um, so so some of the things that are, are alarm bells that I really like, and then I want to get into uh, pushing down the plunger before we're done, um, is wealth inequality, war on whistleblowers, gun control and confiscation, and Department of Justice. Get into that because yeah. all these right now are huge things going on. So we talk about, we we have eight chapters in the book and one of them is ringing the uh, alarm bells. And basically what that, that is, is this is what to look for before it all comes down. And one of these, and, and this is society, societal wide. I mean, as, as far as previous uh, empires that have come before, one of them is wealth inequality. Now I'm not talking about some people making more money than others. I'm not talking about it being, you know, capitalism, uh, you know, as opposed to communism where everybody's sort of down at the same level. I'm talking about like, like a normal 
functioning company, the average uh, CEO salary to middle tier employee salary is about 20 to one. What we have right now in some cases is a thousand to one. And this is creating this almost like a two tiered society, like the, the, like a feudal system with the Kings and the serfs where you've got the Bezos's of the world. And I know there, there aren't too many, but you've got Bezos and, and the Walton family and Bill Gates having more wealth between the three of them than the bottom 50% of all of America combined. So this creates a disproportionate ruling system where, where you wind up with two sets of, you have two sets of people. So you have two sets of laws too, two sets of, of, of rules where you know that if you're a criminal on wall street, you pay a fine and you're never going to see the inside of Rikers Island ever, but God forbid you don't pay all your parking tickets, get a boot on your car, have your car impounded, go down to the police station, start raising hell. They arrest you. They're going to put you in prison. They're going to put you in jail until you pay all these things. So it, it creates this two-tiered society where, where the rich are not only uh, incentivized through, through, these, through their relationship with Wall Street, but they have, there are no repercussions for their actions. And then everybody else down below them sees this going on, knows that this is bullshit, and yet they're getting, they're getting arrested and stopped and frisked for having a, you know, a joint in their pocket under the, you know, in this, the, in, you know, back in New York when the, the stop and frisk policies and things like that. It creates a, a, a skewed system where, where you have, it does, a very, it does a number on society. And this is one of those things. It's like once you see uh, this wealth inequality, you've got a big problem. Another thing that, to look for, and this is, this is a, a big one, this is a war on whistleblowers. When you have a war on whistleblowers, you are in a very unhealthy society. And Obama, I mean, a lot of people talk about Trump and Trump you know, didn't acknowledge Julian Assange. First he said he loved him. Then he said he pretended like he didn't know who he was. Donald, Donald Trump is, you know, needs to uh, pardon Julian Assange if he wants to do the right thing. If if for no other reason, even if it's not altruistic, if it's just to piss off everybody else, he's got to do it. But, but Barack Obama put more people in prison under the, the Espionage Act than every other president before him combined. This is a sign of a very sick society. When the press when there are no press freedoms, when there is a war on whistleblowers that are exposing the empire, exposing you know collateral murder videos and things like that, or your your um, you know your your Chelsea Manning and your 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 a conduit to this, and you're you're allowing this information to flow through you to WikiLeaks, things like that. Those people should be put on pedestals. Instead, they're being buried under the prison. Where are you, you know? on uh, Snowden, Edward Snowden, Charles? Uh, well, I. I First of all, I don't think he told us anything we didn't really already know, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I knew. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I, he did come out as, as a form of a whistleblower, so I would say protect him just to be on the safe side. But I'm not totally convinced that he's without some sort of guilt in some of this stuff. I mean, I think. Come on, he, dude. He's doing like Zoom meetings with Rogan, like, and it's coming in better than I had like two episodes ago. And and Julian Assange, as we're told, is dying in a prison. Yeah. Yeah. My priority would be Assange first, uh, Chelsea Manning, um, uh, Ross Ulbricht, freeross.org. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Let that do now. Yeah. Yeah. And – you know, and, and, and then, and then, then we could, we could talk about Snowden, you know, whatever. 
Snowden's not in prison. He's just in Russia, you know, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, but this, this, once you get to a point where not just that the laws are set up to go after whistleblowers, but that you get a large segment of the population cheering this on, you've got big problems because those are low IQ individuals that are cheering on the suppression of free speech and things like that. Those Isn't are people that crazy? don't understand. It's just crazy. Those are the people I that mean, show up for beheadings, you know, and, and, right. and ah, traitor, <laughs> treason. Like who shows you? Can you, I mean, they, they used to be like great entertainment. People just show up to watch a guy's head get chopped off. And I feel like we're, we're at that point today. We just love to see people publicly destroyed. We do. We, we love council culture. Some people cheer for that shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, and that's the that's the, that's the equivalent. Thing. That's the modern same equivalent. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. People love to fucking cancel culture and repost and make videos on why this person should get canceled. Yeah, it's it's gross, of course, but 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 it's also a symptom of a dying empire. You know, it's a, a dying society where where the worst aspects of your of your society are amplified, and the best aspects are are hidden and demonized. And in mm-hmm. what we're going through now in 2020, where uh, you know, you how did it how did it begin with we're all in this together, and how is it right now? Rat on your neighbor if they've got more than four, two cars in front of their house for Thanksgiving. You can't even have an American flag in your car because of that you're a Trumper or you're a racist. Right. And an American is, flag. That's it. It's an the American TSA flag. everywhere. That's what they've done. And to be they clear, did. I don't think people should be harassed for either. If you're wearing a mask, don't give – if people want to wear masks, don't give them a hard Let time, Let them wear guys. a mask. Yeah, yeah and, but people who aren't wearing masks – you, Sam, you tweeted out this video today of this guy stalking this woman in like a Target <laughs> for not wearing that. a mask. And uh, God, I mean, they're just—it's really—it's just. Tearing, and dude, make no doubt about society it. For because it. a woman they did that. If that was a guy, that of course, video wouldn't even have left. His shorts were way too short to be a tough guy. Yeah, he would. If would it was a dude, he would have said nothing. Dude. I would love to see that. Dude. Hey, I'm curious. Uh, what What do you see as the end game for the United well, hold States? Johnny, Johnny, yeah, the ahead. only reason I want to do this is because this will apply to something that you sent to me yesterday. So I okay. think you might. Uh, the Department of Justice. We are seeing that. No, I mean, like, you, somebody tweeted yesterday because Bill Barr said there was no election fraud. Bill Barr is the only person <laughs> in the world, and this is not my tweet. I, I, go to my Twitter. You'll see it. I retweeted it. But it was basically that Bill Barr is the only person on the planet that thinks uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself and that there was no election uh, fraud. Uh, well, yeah. the de- the department of we we named it the department of injustice in in the book because it it is um so you're going to have okay you, you want to have somebody investigate election fraud and you're going to have the, the a branch of the government investigate another branch of the government who is doing the election fraud like this doesn't mix this is this is not how you go about solving these problems it's like if these you, recounts the, like are the same people counting the votes the second time they counted them the first time? <laughs> probably, probably not going to get any better. Right, right, right. And if you think that the DOJ is going to come in and and root out all of the of the criminality inside government, it's part of the government too. It's staffed with the same people. It, it, this is this is a circle jerk. This is a, a, just a, a waste of time for for them to investigate. What you need to do, what you if you really want to have real change is you have somebody outside of the system investigate them. And that's mm. what you get with WikiLeaks. And what do you get as a result of that? You get them buried, you know, you get, you get Julian Assange. So um, the department of justice is not ever just, 
I, I want people to, to hear this clearly. The Department of Justice is not coming to save the day. They're the problem. They're the gatekeepers of the problem. Especially Barr. They're not Barr. coming to fix the problem. A George H.W. A George H.W. Bush appointee the first time. I mean, let's. His dad hired Jeffrey Epstein at Dalton. <laughs> this is this is insanity. This is this is not. So, I think people are like, well, well, let's just have the top co- the cop. Let's call the cops and and the DOJ and have them investigate this. Well, let's take it on a lower on a local level. What happens when the cops, when you call the cops and they show up at your house, they kick your door in, shoot your dog, uh, throw flashbang grenades in the wrong houses and things like that. Is this who you want to come solve the problem? These are not the people that solve the problems. They escalate problems. Yeah. So get, people need to get this out of their, their heads that, that, that if only the Department of Justice will get on this case, then then it'll be fixed and then it'll be solved. Then we can get some real accountability. It's never going to happen. This is a, this is a, a system that is self-policing. It, the, the bad guys are self-policing each other. Department of Justice wants to get into a fight with another division of the government. We want corrupt Why? people to fix corruption. That's and in this case, and in this case, there's no honor among thieves. These are not right. people who care about. They have any kind of system of loyalty uh, no. to anybody but themselves. Um, my my question was going to be, and this may be beyond the scope of what you've written about, but I'm really curious what you think uh, is the end game for this. If we do continue down this path, what is is the United States? Does it possibly disintegrate into its constituent yeah. states into this kind of loose theory. republic? Uh, or, or does it become more like a single state, like authoritarian sort of thing? I think we break up like Russia. I think they're going to break us up like the USSR. You already have people talking about it. Oh, Texas is its own state, uh, fuck, its own country. Uh, California its own country. So we go into these five different countries, and therefore we're not powerful as a whole unit. Now we're individual little countries. Yeah. So this is something that we did talk about in here. We we talk okay. about we make this comparison of the 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 controlled demolition of the American Empire in comparison to the the way the Soviet Union broke up. Now, when the Soviet Union broke up in ninety one, uh, it's oh, we lost them, dude. The Soviets got them, uh, dude. For the reasons that we talked okay, about earlier. Really, what happened is I'm here. Okay, I'm here. we lost you for a second. Um, you froze. The, the Soviet Union. Okay, I'm back. I'm, uh, and and the, it broke up, but retained Mother Russia. It lost Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia and Belarus Armenia. and all these satellite countries that it had control over. It had to give them up, much in the way somebody that's on Everest, that gets trapped up on Everest uh, and is going to freeze to death, the body prioritizes where the blood flows. I got to keep it in your heart, in your brain. That's the priority. You're going to lose some fingers. You're going to lose some toes, but we'll keep you alive. So the same thing can that we... Uh, write about for the American empire. It's not so much that the United States disintegrates and goes away. It's just that it loses its, its control on everything that it had before with the military bases and the petrodollar and the, and the SWIFT system and the world's reserve currency and the fact that we are able to threaten uh, and extort countries around the world. It just, we just have to pr- now prioritize uh, the United States first and not worry about our influence around the globe. And the reason for this, the reason why these, the Soviet Union and the American Empire have been slated for destruction is because this globalist, the, the globalist cabal, this new world order, not our term for it, their term for themselves, they have openly talked about there cannot be a superpower remaining. 
their their plan for a one world government is predicated on the fact that there are no more superpowers to stand in their way. So Soviet Union went away three, three decades ago. It's our turn now. And these things have been put in place from a long time ago. Some of them slow burn, some of them um, more, you know, uh, qu- quick acting. Uh, but, but the results are the same. Soften up America from the inside for 30 years till you just have to kick the door in and the whole thing comes down. And that unfortunately is where we are right now. And, and, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a, we take no pleasure in this assessment. I mean, I'm an American and I, and I want what's best for America, but, but I would be doing a disservice if I tried to sugarcoat it because what we see is pain and it's a lot of it is self-inflicted. A lot of it we've allowed these maniacs to do to us. Um, and, and, you know, so we, we have a responsibility. We have a role in this. It's to rise up, recognize that things have gotten out of control, that these policies and people that are in positions of high power do not serve us. They're not in our best interest. Uh, and we have to remember that we have some, you know, tools at our disposal. Do not comply with unjust orders. Don't do it. Somebody gives you a, a, an unrealistic ex- order, nobody can be at your house for, for Thanksgiving. Fuck them. Do what Fuck you them. want. Do whatever you want. They're going to fine you. I want to get a law degree. I decided yeah, that. Ex- I mean, it's, we have the power when we decide to stand up collectively and exercise it. But, but as you know, and as you've noticed, they're dividing us into smaller and smaller groups, keep us fighting with each other, it, you know, it was Democrat, Republican, rich, poor, black, white. Now it's mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. The smaller group they can, they can divide you down in and get you fighting with each other is more energy you waste fighting with some dude at the grocery store about a mask and not prioritizing your anger and realizing that it, it, it should be directed at the people above you that are putting these unjust orders in place. I respect that. I respect that. I just want to do, because uh, this might be weird because that was a great jumping off point, but you, you mentioned invisible enemies. And I think, yeah. I, I, I talk all the time to Brian Callen about this, that there are these things that no one's actually seen. And, I, and, and, and hear me out on this. They never actually seen it, right? It's like, you know, the general population, let's say, maybe little specific people here, there, and we take their word for it. Um, but we've never actually seen climate change. How many people have actually seen this, 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 a giant iceberg fall into the ocean? How many have actually seen that? Okay. How many have actually seen a nuclear weapon? I was at a show and guys like, I saw a nuclear weapon. I go, how do you know it was a nuclear weapon? He goes, I, I don't know it was a nuclear weapon. You don't know that. But remember we had the, the nuclear fucking arms race. All right. We've never actually seen that. Climate change. We've never actually space. How many people have actually been in space? A small group of people. We all take their word for it. They won't do interviews. They won't do anything like that. But we take their word on space. I did okay? DMT one time. and I. I well, okay, you've done <laughs> astroplaning. That, I, I respect astroplaning. And you probably saw at Braxis, the chicken snake god that I talked to fucking Brian Callen about all the time. And the final one is viruses. Who's actually seen a virus? We take all these people who are making a lot of money off this. Their fucking their their uh their 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 medical practice is on the line if they don't agree with it. Their medical practice, their funding for all their stuff. 
If they don't play ball, they can't pay off their their fucking uh, doctor uh, graduate uh, degree that they have to pay off. All that stuff. What's that called, Johnny? Uh, it's their um Loans? college tuition. Their their yep. their um whatever it is. I'm, I, don't, I'm just, I don't know what you mean. You know when you get a when you go to become a scholarship. Doctor, yeah, you got to pay off your college fucking your tuition. tuition, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're so, thinking of. Sorry. Just go with it. Just agree, dude. You're, you're supposed to be a hype man. You just agree with me. But the point is, dude, that that's what you, know, you want. Yeah, it's my just agrees with everything. Yeah. Oh, dude. Who, who, oh, god. If I hear that again in my life, I'm gonna go nuts. Um. So the point is, it's just like, what are you listening to in this car? Who have you been having sex with, Sam? Stop, that's what I want to know. I might have to edit that out. By the way, I don't know. Just my life is so chaotic. Well, but, you would talk about invisible enemies. Yeah. Let's talk about an invisible enemy. Terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. You are you are seven times more likely to die in the United States by a vending machine falling on you than you are to be murdered by a terrorist. Oh my god, dude. That's amazing. That is amazing. And yet we spend a trillion dollars a year well, how, fighting how about, terrorists. How about uh the war on drugs? The war on drugs is great too. Real invisible. Declare war on like objects, inanimate objects, like or concepts, like yeah. the war on terrorism. Yeah, the war, the war on, on terrorism is. So and, well, it's their what, favorite kind of war. They back in the old days, you actually had to put people on the ground and go shoot some things. You know, uh, yeah. now they realize, hey, we don't even have to do any of that. It's we, like a money pit. This. You know, yeah, for sure. They need a new boogeyman. They need something new to scare people. Because look, the media does a great job of one thing: scaring people. That's all they do. They can't, they can't get you to watch them with, 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 with actual information and news. They can't, they can't do it that. They just have to scare you. If it were up to the mainstream media, they'd prefer there was a school shooting every week because it gets people to watch them and it gets people in a fearful state. So uh, the media has done a great job of- yeah, That's why they do false flags. Right. Of, of, exactly. So they use the, they, they've used terrorism and the threat of terrorists for the last two decades, and it's been very effective. But now they've got a new boogeyman, invisible to see, might be anywhere, called a virus, this coronavirus. Now, is it, does it exist? Is there real things as coronaviruses? Of course. It's like any good scam. It's got a, 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 a fair segment of truth in it, but it's those parts of the lies that really where you have to keep your eyes on and a, and a reminder of the Smith Munt Modernization Act, which legalized propaganda. So in this information sausage of inf- on the nightly news, what is truth and what is fiction? It all gets blended in together and it's not labeled because they don't have to. So then you are in charge of trying to disseminate what is actual news, like real stuff and what is hyperbole and what is just flat out fakery and lies. And, and when you have the pe- and so, so you say, all right, well, I'm going to try and assess this coronavirus situation. So then you go to the next step, which is let's analyze who's telling me the story. Fauci, Bill Gates, sorry, don't trust them. Don't uh, trust it's backed them up by the all. CDC. The CDC is a vaccine company masquerading as a regulatory agency. They make $5 billion a year from the patents that they have on vaccines and they set the vaccine schedule. So you can't trust them to set the vaccine schedule to tell you about whether or not to take a vaccine because chances are they're making money on it. So we're at a severe disadvantage here when we're trying to sift through, um, you know, to, to get a handle on this new invisible enemy that's come our way. And 
and they and and then you get fear and you program that into people 24/7 like we have been you keep them in their houses and don't allow them to go to work so they're they're captive audience that's stressed out thinking they might die thinking that they might lose their job or if they haven't already lost their job and this is you get them in this low vibrational scared frequency and you just hammer them with lies on your media until they don't know what's up and you know what happens they submit they give up they throw their hands up and say just make it stop do yes it. everybody said that everybody with the election of Biden, they're like i just i just everything will go back to normal oh my god dude your book it is won't. like fucking it's straight bomb. out of the cia uh handbook and you know what this is the handbook that they use for destabilizing and overthrowing foreign governments and they've used the same handbook on us and I, my, my opinion is the CIA is not part of the U.S. government, that they they're actually not. just the fucking military force or the, the law enforcement agency of the uh, world banking organization, cartels, uh, Jesuits as well. I mean, Jesuits. I mean, look at most of you. I think the CIA and the uh, mobs are all just different wings of the Jesuits. And, well, the and- CIA was started as, a, as the intelligence arm of wall street. And so they, they use that. Uh, they are, they're the secret. They're the secret government that uh, Daniel Inouye talked about how they have their own funding mechanisms, their own uh, military, their own air force. They're all, that's the CIA. They are their own, their own branch in and of themselves with satellites and crazy capabilities that we don't even know about. I mean, it's, we're at a disadvantage here and, and, and for, and God, we, we express that we have these conversations. We talk about this. We want to get to the bottom of this. And what are we called? Conspiracy theorists for it. Yeah. Somebody just said there's a new term out there. Conformity, conformity theorist, people who conform. <laughs> he is Charlie Robinson. He uh, allowed me to yell at him for an hour and a half or so. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate you, Charlie. Once again, he is a member. He's one of the founding fathers of the Union of the Unwanted, which I think is very important. And most likely, we will be the first one to round up and thrown into FEMA camp. So I super look forward to hanging out with you inside there. Yes. And we can be uh, cellmates. (laughs) People can catch my my podcast, Macro Aggressions, is available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube and David Icke's video platform called Iconic. And uh, I got David Icke on as a guest this week. So people will be able to check that out. Um, and uh, if you want to connect with me, you can do so through my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at macroaggressions. And uh, for as long as I'm there, I've already been kicked off once this year. So, you know, I <laughs> winner, no winner, chicken dinner, dude. If you haven't been kicked off, you ain't dangerous, brother. Charlie, <laughs> I love you. You're the best. Thank you Better for coming be. on. Uh, Xavier Guerrero, you crushed it today. Johnny, you talked a little too much, but that's okay. <laughs> Next time we'll we'll do some word rationing, okay? Because I'm going to do controlled demolition of Johnny on this show, okay? So uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys very much. Thank you so much. Oh, new term. I'm going to make some new shirts called Swarm Troopers, okay? Oh, How great like is that? that? Swarm Troopers, dog. That's going to be the shit, dude. All right, I appreciate you guys. You're the best. And- and uh, we'll do it again soon. I hope to see everybody in St. Louis this weekend. Holla at your boy. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink.
from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.